Hello, we're back. And it's a little bit later than I anticipated, but my mental health called and I needed to take a break. Unexpected, but absolutely necessary. Now, this conversation that I have with my friend Nat is really interesting because we go through quite a few things, but what sticks the most is what does love feel like? Now, if you remember, if you heard the trailer, I said, I want to know what love feels like. I want to know what other people think love feels like. Not only did I ask this question, but we talked about stuff and then came back around to it because it was still stuck in her mind. I'm sorry that you've waited an extra two weeks for this, but we're going to be asking the question, what does love feel like? Can she answer it? And if you have any questions, comments, feedback, I'm all is. Just keep it kind. Emerson style, name, sexual preference and relationship status. My name? Mm-hmm. Natalie. Sexual preference, straight. I'd oh. say taken. Taken. Is that a Facebook thing? I don't know. Oh. I, I think it's just taken. in a relationship. I don't think that's like an official Facebook relationship status. Taken was definitely, um, did you ever have Pixar where you made your own basically website profile about yourself and you had pages and you could put the girls, the boys. And basically you just put a photo of each of your friends on this page and then there would be a little box at the bottom where people could rate your friends and leave comments. Fucking savage. Brutal. I don't remember. So you were that. reading comments about yourself and other people. It was brutal. Oh, shit, that is brutal. Woof. Yeah. And just rating people like who's the best looking girl on this page and all of this. Oh, fuck that. Well, yeah, we wouldn't no. be winning any awards there, but fuck that. That's horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder it didn't last long. Mm hmm. Jesus. Okay, that's really sad. Yeah, I mean, that can make anyone feel insecure and <laughs> have issues with with themselves from the get-go. Jeez, yeah. What was it called? Pixlo? Pixo, I Pixo. believe. P-I-C-Z-O. If we uncover any issues <laughs> in this conversation, we, we probably know where they start. Yeah, it's going to stem from there. Fucking hell. Yeah, oh my God. Chatting to people... I don't really want to talk about it. It makes me really uncomfortable. I say that every single time because it does. I start getting this feeling in my chest where I'm like, oh, this is mm-hmm. fucking embarrassing. Jesus. And then yeah, we get into it. What I'm trying to find out is, one, I don't actually know anybody like me in the fact that I don't know anybody that has been kind of lacking in the relationship department as I have. So in you know, long-term relationships, mature relationships, all that kind of stuff. I have a very massive habit of intellectualizing everything before I then like take the next step of trying to feel it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I guess this is me intellectualizing it, but also just wondering what the fuck other people are thinking Mm. because I don't think we really talk about it. Uh, Not really. I don't talk about it. And if other people are having conversations, it's somewhere else in some other place uh, that I'm not a part of. And where to start? Because a lot of the people I've spoken to actually have these massive things that have happened that there's a a pivotal point to go from. Whereas you've actually been in your relationship for like 11 to 7 years. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been together, I think about on and off, seven seven years six to seven years now prior to that I had like short-term relationships a couple of long-term ones like a year or two but yeah tend to like always have like some relationship there Mm. so you've never actually spent like had a period of like Oh, I have had periods of periods of time single, but not like maybe maximum a year or two. Mm. 
But then there were like short-term relationships that weren't relationships, if you see what I mean. Mm. They were just casual relationships. <laughs> so no, no, I was like, will you be my, uh, will you be my boyfriend, and uh, mm. let's let's be exclusive and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so is this plus I don't really like this the relationship I'm in now. I feel is like my a grown up relationship. Like I feel like mm. before this, I wouldn't really class them as like grown up relationships. Okay, so what? All right, so what's a grown up relationship? I think like I don't know because we live together and mm. things like that. I feel like this is like a serious relationship. I mean, not that the serious. previous relationships that I've had I haven't seen as being serious mm. or my feelings were any less, you know, of what they are. Mm. But I feel like this is like a proper grown-up relationship, mainly yeah because we live together and have got like all of the adult stuff going on. So. All the adult stuff going on. You live together. Uh, by adult stuff, you mean like you're paying your bills and yeah, you're paying mortgage, pay, <laughs> do it, live in the dream. Yeah, uh, it's all about that mortgage. So that to you is an adult relationship. Is is those things that you don't have to think about, or you? Well, yeah, of course you don't have to think about them as as a child, as a teenager, but. The, the adult things that everybody thinks is adult things, which is having that, having yeah, a home responsibility. To run. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that's different to it other than responsibilities to like external factors such as paying your bills and your mortgage? I wouldn't say so. Anything, I wouldn't say anything is like emotionally all of a sudden makes this any different. Mm. it just feels different and more responsible and you've got a lot more to think about mm. when you have all of those external factors going on. Okay. What do you mean by that? Oh, sorry, the, the external factors are paying bills and shit. Yeah, what I mean, I would say like emotionally it feels different, but then like at what point at what period of your life, at what age do you feel like all of a sudden, you know, this is a proper relationship or this wasn't a proper relationship? Mm. Is it like an age thing that makes you realise and kind of go, oh, hold on a minute, you know, people might experience that at different times, how mm. mature people are, you know, like when you really mature and kind of grow up a bit, you might feel little bit different about relationships and mm. different things become important to you at different ages yeah okay I get it so and but you like you said you've had some other long-term ish relationships but this one is the long-term relationship mm. it's six seven years and what have you mm. is it the same now I'm asking this question but I, I kind of know the answer because it can't possibly be the same in my head, it can't possibly be the same because that's a lot of time. But is it the same relationship you had at the beginning as it is six, seven years on? In in certain aspects, mm. we're still the same people. But, you know, we weren't living together at the start. Mm. Um, we were in very different positions in terms of work and things like that than what we're in now mm. different things were going on in our lives so yes and no I'd say mm. no it's not the same relationship you know it's never going to be when you're deep into something long term just because you know that person so well that 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 kind of initial like excitement and things like that 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 goes but then there are other aspects to it that that are different to a, what you would see at the beginning of a relationship yeah as you say the excitement the initial excitement because of the the first times of everything that you do things together and, mm. and that kind of stuff you once it's done it's done yeah yeah that's kind but of that's not to say you can't 
you can't do new things together and have that Mm. you know you've just got to put more effort into it I think the further into something that you go Mm. more effort is is that more effort in that it's like is it harder because you've got to keep putting effort in or is it it's a different kind of effort than the beginning yeah for sure it's a different kind of effort in the beginning in the beginning like you know you're being the best version of yourself you're not letting any kind of anything come in that might make that person feel negatively about you and like end things Mm. but then when you're like comfortable with that person then obviously you let a lot of your barriers drop and it's not harder obviously it's just like any relationship whether that be with friends family you know your partner yeah you have to put effort into relationships to make them work Mm -hmm. regardless of of who that relationship is with yeah you can't just kind of sail through and just expect things to happen expect things to work yeah it makes sense and not even having the conversations I'm, I'm picking up that the whole like it should be easy is bullshit mm. but it also shouldn't be hard every day mm. um and so you have to put effort in and you have to do all that but is it how you imagined it would be so like little natalie like 10 year old 12 year old absolutely whatever. not what did you think it was like when you were a kid, what was it to you to be, you know, hitting 30? What what did that look like to you? Now, this is a very good question. <laughs> because oh. when I was younger, I'd never really imagined myself getting married. Okay. I, like a lot of people like imagine and dream of a wedding day of a wedding dress like perfect like you know builds up to all of that point not that I ever didn't want to get married but I just never imagined myself doing that I just Mm. it was never at the forefront of my mind um I think when you have parents that separate and it's not a particularly good relationship when you're growing up, I think you then have a very warped perspective of what a relationship should be and what kind of relationship you want to be in Mm. if you don't have that in your day-to-day life. Mm. You tend, people will then always tend to go, well, I don't want this. It's more of like, I don't want this rather than this is what I want. and. I would go around my friends' houses and like see their their parents and their like little happy family. And it was just like, just to make that comparison was always, I always was very jealous of mm. my friends who had like a, a family network at mm. home and just that that foundation. But did I ever imagine or know what, I wanted my relationship to look like, not particularly. Mm. My grandparents had a very, very strong relationship and it was like old school, you know, like my granddad would wear like a shirt and tie every day and and he would always drive and my grandma would, and he would never, you know, she wouldn't even open the car door for herself. Yeah. And it was like this old school relationship and like, you look at, you know, you look at that and it's all just a very kind of confusing situation to be in when you've got mm. that, you're looking at that and then obviously your parents are like arguing and it's just not an, a nice environment and feeling quite torn. I'd never pictured relationships or anything like that just mm. because I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted or what it was to be in a relationship. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, you didn't have the structure there, the framework to, mm. to base that off of. Mm. Like that that really does make sense. So, how did you know? Like, does any does anybody know? Well, you say you know you didn't you didn't know what you wanted, but you knew what you didn't want. Mm. So how how do you get to that point where you 
because I, I know where that comes, you know, I, for me, I fear what I don't want to do is I don't want to be like my dad in a mm. relationship. So there's that fear in me that I would do something like that or, or what have you and be quite infantile and, and, and make it all about me. But I can, I mean, I can tell you now what I would want or what I think it should look like. But as a kid, hmm. I couldn't. But it's taken a long time. And that's without actually having a relationship of that, like what it should look like so far. I've had a lot of relationships with what it shouldn't look like, hmm. but none none of what, what it should. What did it feel like at getting to that point? Like, how did you get to that point to know, okay, this is actually what I want rather than not what I want? Did it switch or are you still in that? I'm just assuming that you're mm. in that, like, in that well, mindset. It's a, it's a learning process, mm-hmm. I think. Like, there are definitely things in every relationship where there will be something that happens that is something that you don't want. And, yeah. you know, but it's a conversation to have with that person. And, yeah. you know, I'm very guilty of keeping things in and not talking about how certain things make me feel. And mm. I would rather just stay silent until the situation has been ignored and buried and let it fester within me rather than actually just go you know what I'm not happy with this and how this made me feel and then you know something I've been working on and now I am kind of saying that when I when I don't feel particularly happy Mm. you know it's it is like it's a partnership and and I think you know I I feel just what I wanted was to know that I was safe and know that that person is always there. Mm. I think that's a huge thing for me that I want, knowing that I feel safe with that person and that, you know, they will always be there. And then anything else is things that you can work through and learn and, and you know, think about together. Mm. okay it will make sense it does make sense how did you get to the point of knowing that that's that's like a fundamental thing for you in a relationship is to feel safe Mm. (laughs) not that I've ever not felt safe in a relationship I've just known that that is a feeling Mm. that I need Mm -hmm. even you know not just in my partner but in people in my life Mm. that I feel safe with safe in a way that you know you can be who you are and say things without fear of any like negative judgment or you know criticism blah 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 and that's kind of what the safety thing is for me obviously Mm. you know like you know not getting hurt and yeah all of that yeah I guess I've always known that that is a thing it's it's a hard one to kind of pinpoint these feelings as to Mm. where it's come from and, and wanting that I mean uni was a big old blur Mm -hmm. I don't even did did I feel safe who knows probably not you know you're too drunk to know what safety was yeah absolutely like most of us yeah 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 (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely (laughs) that was what was happening (laughs) but that's most people at uni though right yeah for sure for sure Yeah, that is like most most people's most people's uh, experience. On that, you know, you you want to feel safe. The other word people would use, like you want to be able to be vulnerable without fear mm. of it being. I don't know whether uh, not to put words in your mouth, but like fear of your vulnerability being weaponized or maybe 
trivialized, I mean, you're much ridiculed. better with the words. You're much better <laughs> with the words than I am. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I've had relation. I've had relation. Well, I don't. I've never allowed myself really to be vulnerable in a relationship for mm. fear of being ridiculed, rejected, you know, having my feelings invalidated. And I've actually experienced that uh, one relationship where my nan had died and we we had a, a close relationship growing up because she, they were basically our second home because my parents were, were divorced and my mum needed help. And um, I remember when she died, I think it was a week or two later, and I was on the phone to, to my girlfriend at the time, and I, these things, like grief just comes up as it does, every, you know, it'll just hit you all of a sudden, you're like, fuck's sake. And I remember like tearing up and getting really sad. And literally what came out of her mouth was, oh, uh, are you crying again? Mm. and just knowing that growing up not having not not being allowed to really show or be vulnerable in a safe space that just put me right back in there like mm. right back in that box and I was like mm. well fuck this no one I wants won't to be do doing that. that again for a yeah. while won't be doing that again and I've you know I haven't and I think but that I think is really valid is to feel safe in a relationship to be able to allow yourself to feel things Mm. I have no idea what that's like. What is that like to be able to do that? It's not easy. Okay. I mean, at the start of this relationship, I mean, so the whole backstory is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We got together, we met at a pub, um, you know, we got together, a couple of months went by, and he has serious commitment issues at this stage. So I'm just like being the strong, independent woman that I was <laughs> at the time said, okay, I'm not having this. Mm. You know, you either want to be with me or you don't. Goodbye. Mm. And that was the end of that. And then um, you know, he came, he came back around and back around and um realized how great I was so (laughs) and then at the same time then my mum got diagnosed with cancer Mm. and you know it was it was pretty bad she was very ill um it kind of been going on for like three years with no symptoms so it was quite a you know a bad kind of grade of it Mm. Um, so I was in a bit of a mess. I was in a bit of a mess for a while, but he was there like that. You know, he'd be over all of the time, making sure I was okay, calling me, just like wanting to go out for a walk, things like that. And knowing that he was there through that really, really difficult time, Mm. like that was kind of then the beginning of our relationship. And like, he was a huge support for me. I mean, was, is. Um, and having him there, you know, and I was vulnerable at that time and I'd never really been that emotional mm-hmm. ever in my life in front of anybody. Um, like any friend has probably seen me cry once if that, like, I'm just not a particularly emotional person. Um, but I was an absolute wreck and yeah, he was there for me the the whole way through. Mm. So that was that was the start of it. And I think having been through that mm. made me aware that any emotion that I was feeling, sharing it with somebody else, you know, it, it can make you feel better to, when you know that that isn't going to be thrown at you in a negative way. Mm when you know that person can understand, you know, what you're feeling. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I'm at, like, I have that with friends. So on that level, I can, I can totally understand that. And it's been a process, but even then, that's a big topic. Like that's a big subject to have to, I don't want to say embrace, but, Mm. let yourself 
allow yourself to be vulnerable mm. because you know it's your mum, and that's a big thing. And, and cancer is a huge thing. Was it hard to do it, or was it that actually necessity took over how hard it was? Like you had it. It was there was no other way this was going to happen. You had to let it out. Yeah, with this person. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't I couldn't control myself for mm. about two weeks. Couldn't go into work. I mean, I went into work, and they sent me home within mm. forty five minutes because I was just crying, mm. and I, I couldn't keep it in. I just could not hold these emotions in, like, you know, the what ifs. Mm. They just kind of keep happening and like just knowing what the steps are and what has to, has to happen, like that stuff just doesn't leave your head. Mm. And you can't control it. There is yeah. nothing you can do to change what is going on. Mm. You've just got to be able to deal with it in the best way that you can for that person so that they're emotionally strong enough that they can even deal with it themselves you know and she's she's the one going through it Mm. so yeah it was hard and there was there was there's no putting a lid on it and like trying to just keep your chin up and and go on Mm. and you know that, that kind of not being able to control it was a couple of weeks and then you kind of see the steps that are happening and the process that's going through and you're like right okay we're getting somewhere and there's positive steps happening so, you know, I mean, that kind of eases and you have to, you know, you still have to go to work. You still mm-hmm. have to kind of get on with your life and and do all these other things. You know, it, it can't just stop. But yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine how, how hard that is. Huge. With that then, you built this foundation of being able to open up to him quite early on. Mm. Because... Well, quite frankly, you had no choice. <laughs> like it was going to happen regardless. And he he was there. He clearly did a good job mm-hmm. of of being there for you. Based on what you said about being young and, and knowing what you didn't want rather than knowing what you wanted. In that moment, is that what love looks like to you? In that moment, having, I think when something like that happens and you've got that person that you know you want to be there with you to go through it, Mm. it certainly makes you realise, you know, there's more than just, you know, there's more than just that you like this person and things like that. You know, you, you want to, you want that person to be there for you and with you. Yeah. it is an aspect of love mm. for sure. But, you know, if I didn't have him around at that time, it would have been friends or family. Mm. There's a lot more, I think, than just that, but having that space to feel safe with a person, I think to me is really important okay so that to you what love looks like is is having that that again go back to that safe space that being able Mm. to be vulnerable so being able to be emotional uh being able to to have that emotional space with that Mm. person what else does it look like what else to you says what does love look like to you because that was six seven years ago right yeah so what does it look like to you now? It's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> in terms of like a romantic relationship being yeah. in love with a person. Yeah. Not friend. This isn't friends. This isn't family. This isn't, this is, you know, it's not your dog. It's. It's that romantic. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I love my dog. <laughs> but it's that that romantic, intimate mm. relationship, the romantic love side of life. What what now does that look like to you? I think that no matter what happens, I still want to get into bed with him at night. You know. Mm. 
know that he's there next to me, you know, just hold his hand. Mm. And to be with that person like every day. Mm. And, you know, you can talk about anything and be truly yourself. Mm. Be comfortable to, you know, just have fun, do anything, talk about anything. Obviously, there's, you know, this trusting a person, you know, having that person that has the same morals as you mm. and the same foundations as you, wants the same things out of their future as you. Mm. There's there's a lot of branches to it that make that whole general picture. Mm. And then I like I always think there are so many people in this world. Why is it that I have chosen to spend the rest of my life with somebody who lives, you know, half an hour down the road. Mm. Like, I just find it mind blowing. Like, you know, oh, this is the person for me mm. when there are all of these people in the world. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, I think, yeah. So the same morals, same core beliefs, wanting the same things out of their future you know knowing that they're always there and and you want to fall asleep next to that person every night and just like hold their hand give them a cuddle Mm. and having that person there for you yeah I'm gonna ask a question and I feel like I don't know whether you're gonna want to answer it whether you're gonna be able to answer it um Mm. What does that feel like? Because I don't know. Um, I can only give you one moment in all the relationships I've had, uh, bearing in mind, I didn't actually start having relationships till I was 17, 18. Mm. Um, So I've got about 20 years experience going on here. And there's Mm -hmm. only one moment which probably in this in the in the space of time is about five minutes of having this one feeling um that I can lay claim to and then after that I could could not tell you any anything about what it feels like to be with another person in that way what does what does love or loving someone in that way feel like I need to get my word real out yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have I have issues with words. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're still learning, right? You're still learning like to put names to emotions and mm. feelings and stuff like that. I think there's there's a fuck ton of people out there doing the same thing. Mm. Um I'm doing it. I've been doing it for ages. Um And also I've never thought about these things before. Mhm. You kind of go along your life and, I mean, I, for one, have fallen into that trap of comparison. Mm-hmm. You're looking at others around you. You know, they're getting married, they're having kids. Then you're getting the question, when are you getting married? When are you having kids? Like, it's just supposed to be this this norm. And then you question, well, is that something wrong with me? I don't know. Um, should I just do this because that's what everybody else is doing? In terms of how it makes me feel, do I know the answer to that question? Mm. Like loved, but what does that mean? What does that feel like? Yeah. Know that someone cares for you, knowing that people care for you. That's that's a knowing that's not a feeling yeah but you know having that feeling of being cared for of being thought about what does that feel like but how that is a feeling (laughs) no is there not a word for that feeling knowing that somebody cares for you and Mm. you know that you are cared for Mm. 
Okay. No, this is the thing. It, for some people are able to give an answer to that, but there are so many people that can't. Yeah, so. I I can't give an answer to that. <laughs> what it feels like, I don't know. I can't put a feeling on it. Yeah. It's not this like Disney movie, you know, like love hearts on a cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doesn't feel like that. It just feels like a, I don't know. It just, I can't put a word on it. Okay. Is it, I know that it's a difficult question. I do Mm. honestly know that while it's a very simple question, it's really difficult for people to answer. But on that front, when you said about, people you know you'll see the comparisons and and stuff like that and people then ask you so when are you getting married when are you having kids Mm. is that hard I don't know what that's like in the fact that no one asks no one's ever asked me if I'm having kids or when I'm having kids no one's ever asked me if I'm Mm -hmm. getting married or when I'm getting married is that and I know we're almost is it almost institutionalized to ask Mm -hmm. these questions is it hard? Hard, yeah. Difficult to answer mm. when people ask you that. Yeah. Christ, it's not that I don't want to get married. Well, like, what do they think I'm going to say? Actually, no, I, I, you know, well, I do get snappy mm. when people ask me because something that is out of my control, mm. like, I think it's a very rude question to ask somebody about their life. They don't know what kind of situation that you are in. They don't know struggles that you might be having, whether you've maybe tried having kids for the last four or five years, but actually, you know, there's something wrong with you. Like You don't know that. And I think it's a very invasive, is that the right word? Is that is that the right word to use? It can be, yeah. We have a question to ask somebody about what is going on in their life. Mm. And I do find it very difficult because having a younger sister who is married with children, I then get it a lot as to why haven't I? And then that makes me feel like, well, is there something wrong with me? Mm. Is this now somehow my fault and then that kind of makes you spiral and just feel kind of shit about yourself yeah yeah because it is something that is out of your control ultimately yeah yeah it is and do you think that what it it just almost feels like it's it's an automatic question from people isn't it like you get married and then the next thing they're saying is oh when you're having kids Mm. Uh, without really putting any effort, any thought into it. It is hard, and I, I do understand. I've heard people talk about how how hard that is, especially when they don't actually know the circumstances, and we really need to, as socially, stop asking mm-hmm. those questions because mm. they're actually not, not that fun. And I think one day we will move towards that because people will are becoming more aware of how hurtful those questions can act and uncomfortable those questions can be. Mm. Do you think as well, I know, again, I've said, you know, I go back to this whole thing of you knew what you didn't want as a kid, but do you think, you know, those questions, those comparisons, do you think that films and music videos and story and books and things have, and TV have kind of like a part to play in that? kind of distorted view of what absolutely relationships yeah. and, and love looks like absolutely like when you're growing up and there's such a huge focus on girls getting married girls you know having getting this perfect marriage trying to find your right prince charming um you know mm. trying to find the right guy to then have children with there's such a huge focus on it that then we've grown up with that and it somehow now makes it okay. And 
the amount that now social media and people are putting about their lives on social media and you're seeing the ins and outs of you know what their kids had for breakfast and like everyone's seeing it all day every day then you know when it comes to somebody that's not married and doesn't have children it's like you know well when are you gonna do this when are you gonna do that Mm. but films for sure I mean, I can't even remember any films that I watched when I was younger, but it was all very much like, you know, classic teenagers trying to find that right relationship Mm. or like people when they're adults, you know, you've got that crazy spinster lady (laughs) who's not married and doesn't have children (laughs) and like she's the odd one out and there's something wrong with her, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And then like that image is instilled, like crazy cat lady. Oh, you know. Cheers. <laughs> Fuck's sake. That, that perception and image is like instilled in people. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. And yeah. it's not okay for people to judge and talk about that. It makes me angry. And I do get very snappy when people ask me. Yeah. Because they don't know what I'm going through. So then I end up saying like a spiteful comment back and then. <laughs> then I make enemies. <laughs> <laughs> then nah, then they never want to talk to me again. <laughs> Clearly not a bad thing if they're being that way inclined. Mm. I think it, it does have a big, big part to play. How do you combat that though? How do you, yes, you've you've fallen into the trap of like comparing yourself and your relationship and where it should be, what it should look like. Mm. How do you, because clearly you haven't, it hasn't all gone up in flames based on those comparisons because you're still together. How do mm. you combat that? Is it together or is it just like an individual thing? I personally don't really go on social media. Mm-hmm. I had a break from social media for quite a long time because mm-hmm. it was very bad for me and my yeah. own self-confidence and all of that. Um, but, yeah, definitely together mm-hmm. I'm still just circling back around into like how does love make you feel yeah it's still kind of there in my head and as I'm talking more I'm just thinking oh okay is that is that how it makes me feel yeah like to know that you want to spend your life with that person to know that like you just want to be with them mm. And I guess they just make you feel more comfortable and more confident in yourself. Mm. Mm. I'm circling back around to it. <laughs> no, that's cool. It's it is a really tough one to answer. And like I said, uh, five mi- five minutes in in the span of a twenty year existence in in these relationships is is all I have to kind of go with a feeling of something. And I, because I've not been able to replicate that anywhere else, I don't even know if that is what I was feeling. But I mean, I I don't really know until it's it's really hard to know what that feeling is. Mm-hmm. Like I was in a relationship when I was like twenty one, twenty two. Mm which didn't last particularly long, you know, he broke up with me. And then, like, I felt heartbroken about it. And, like, mm. I was really upset. And I'd never really felt like that before. Like, yeah. that absolute rejection from somebody. Maybe because I hadn't really broken, I hadn't been broken up with before. So mm. I was never getting hurt. Yeah. and. You know, then you realize, well, shit, you're now opening up yourself to then get this pain. Like that is that is not nice. Mm. So then to do it again and try and break down about that barrier, you then build that barrier back up and you're like, Mm. I'm not feeling that again because that hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, that is very difficult to then 
open yourself up knowing that there's that possibility of getting hurt. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. But you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. All right, we're going to wrap it up in a second. Although I, I feel like I'm probably going to get some kind of WhatsApp message, voice message from you Yeah, tomorrow. you can do an add-on podcast when I do, <laughs> have a profound voice note later. <laughs> it's like but a- it's so difficult to know what love is. Because I think, like, I'm just getting so caught up in, like, your day-to-day life. Like as an adult and you've got all this other shit going on do I ever think about how like my emotions apparently I'm a workaholic okay which this is what Jack said to me a couple of days ago was that I can't keep still mm-hmm. and I'm always doing something whether that be doing something for my job mm. doing something for the dog doing something at, at home doing you know exercise I cannot mentally switch my brain off mm. ever. Mm-hmm. And I, I struggle like falling asleep because I'm just constantly thinking about what I'm doing the next day. Mm. And that doesn't leave me a lot of time to ever really think about my emotions and actually mm-hmm. how I might be feeling or what my feelings might want to look like in the next you know five ten years but I don't think about that stuff because I'm very much like in the moment and in the present of not stopping what I'm doing to then think about anything yeah we're just burying stuff (laughs) deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. need my word will (laughs) I do need to print that bloody word rule. But yeah, so Mark was saying that I'm a workaholic. Yeah. Which I then thought, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. This may be true. Because I'm very jealous of anyone's ability to fall asleep and have a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah. Because my brain is not letting me get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then am I trying? Probably not. <laughs> am I really committing to them to that nap life? <laughs> Hashtag nats nats nap. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, um, I've been finishing these conversations off, putting the ball in the other person's court where you can ask me a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to give people a heads up beforehand, just in case they decide to really try and I don't know. Mm. Fuck me over. I, they wouldn't. No one would really try and fuck me over. But still. So, do you have a question for me? What do you think that love looks like? Now, I realize you're doing these kind of podcasts to learn other people's ideas, mm-hmm. thoughts, or more love is you know to them at this moment in time in comparison to say you a year or two ago Mm. your kind of thoughts on love and what it is has that changed in the last couple of years Mm. I think no it hasn't changed in the last couple of years because I've actually known for for a while what I'm looking for in another person what's changed is actually or shifting it's not changed it's shifting is is knowing that I'm actually worthy of that yeah is is knowing that I'm worthy of it that's what shifted because I know because I've intellectualized this shit for for a long time like if I want to know something about emotions about feelings and and you know I've been on this journey since where are we 2023 so I've been doing this probably kick-started about 2010 2012 and it's been a slow process and I've had to learn a lot about me which is uncomfortable and and there's parts of me that aren't very nice but the main thing is 
knowing these are the things I want from somebody and what I want to give to them. So that hasn't changed. What's what's shifting is is knowing that actually I'm I'm allowed to ask for those things because mm. I never did. I never thought I was actually worthy of 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 someone else's attention, uh, of of their affections um, and stuff like that. So I'm now moving into the more uh, feeling stage of it rather than just knowing, which is a very awkward and uncomfortable place to be especially is because you know uh i'm not dating anybody uh there is no one on, on the horizons but in answer to what it looks like it, is that being able to being interested in what they're interested in regardless of whether i believe in it asking them questions and learning from them about what that looks like being I heard this the other day, actually, uh, to try and simplify things, being like sexually attracted to them, not just physically attracted, but sexually attracted to them, because sex is a whole nother thing for me. Not being in fear of having hard conversations. Not being in fear of being rejected for having hard conversations of, of feeling a certain way or feeling down because I have periods of, of feeling sad. And not being rejected for... Yeah, just those things. And also for me to give that back to someone else. Mm. But I'm also actually quite a physically affectionate person. So there'd be there's there's that whole thing there that's it's just waiting to be given. You just gotta find somebody now. So what does love look like? It hasn't changed. It's just knowing that I'm actually worthy of it. Mm. Just opening up to the idea that this is now yeah. the possibility on the horizon. Yeah, it's only taken till I was 38 to, to get to that point. And I'm going to make mistakes and mm. get it wrong. For sure, you know, back. everyone does. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a learning experience. Like, you're learning about somebody else, but you're also learning a lot about yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, I've, I've learned quite a few things in therapy about myself uh, while, you know, rehashing all the old relationships. And, and you know, they're not nice and they're not comfortable and I have to hold myself accountable for my actions but yeah so it hasn't changed but the scary part is yet to come which is to actually put it into action so mm. yeah it's a bit scary it's actually it really is, it scary. is scary it is scary because you're opening up yourself to another human and you're you're putting all of that emotion into somebody else mm -hmm. you know but equally they are going to be doing the same to you so you know as much as you will be scared and being vulnerable and and you know that other person will be feeling those emotions as well exactly and again hearing it the other day and I've heard that several times is that you know if you hold yourself back you're not actually allowing them to to love you in in the way that you're actually that you want so it's kind of self-fulfilling prophecy really but yeah so yeah if that answered your question it did. That was yeah. super Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hate it. <laughs> Fucking hate it. But anyway, I really appreciate you. Thank you for talking to me about it. Not a problem. Thank you. <laughs>